Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Colbessi. And this is Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. And today we are here to talk about brand versus branding with Lisa Rosenberg from Clothing Labels for You. Yeah. Hey, Lisa. How you doing? Great. Thanks for inviting me, guys. No problem. And I, uh, I understand that this is your first podcast. Yes, I am. Uh, first timer on the podcast. I don't know what that says. I think maybe I'm just old and kind of getting into the new technology, and that's really bad to say. But, <laughs> well, but yeah, so I'm excited to be here. That's yeah, great. awesome. We're actually really excited to be here because this is something that we talk a little bit about a lot, but yeah. we've never talked a lot a bit about it once. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited to be able to actually kind of get into talking about labeling and branding and how it all ties to our industry and how I really feel it's not done enough. So some of Right. That. So so let's talk about first of all the difference or at least my take on the difference between um, branding products that you that you sell and establishing a brand or starting a, a fashion brand. Because we do have a lot of people that, that get equipment from um, from Colbessi and from Coleman and Company. You know, like we've got Nike as a customer and Perry Ellis and Levi's and all these big brand name companies. And we also have a lot of people that call us because they want to start their own clothing line. Right. Um, and they've got a, uh, you know, they've got a cool logo. Yeah. Um, so that's, their, that's their, their, their initial pitch. I've got this cool logo. I'm going to put it on a shirt and I'm going to sell a million of these shirts and I'm going to be Uber, basically. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, that's awesome. that sounds great if it would happen all the time. Right, and it, and it, and it doesn't happen that often, right? No, so, it's, very, it's very difficult to do. Right. Yeah, and so it's, so it's, you know, sometimes when you're labeling your apparel, you're labeling it because you've got a brand that maybe you've already built up. So you, you, make, you make fishing poles, and mm-hmm. it's a fairly, you've got an audience of people who think yours are the best way to catch fish, right. you know, in, in deep water sea, something like that. Right. And, and you develop a little brand of clothing that's got your logo on it and things like that. Yeah, that you sell in a store that sells your fishing gear. Yeah, right. you've got an audience that you've got people that want to buy or from you've you. Got, you've, got a, you've got a band or, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a recognizable name in a niche market that if, if I associate the CAS logo with something, all of our listeners are going to go, oh, that's CAS. There's something behind it. Yes. Right? right. But for the for people that don't listen or are part of the Facebook group, they're going to see the CAS logo on a shirt. And wow, that's pretty. I'm not going to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing behind it. Does that sound right? Well, yeah. Here, you know, when someone has some items that they're already selling that would want to promote their brand, obviously, I would think, to sell more. So hopefully doing the T-shirts with their logo on it would help facilitate that. And then the labeling comes in to where if someone likes 
the label, I mean, likes the shirt and wants to find you or wants to find out more about the brand, you have the information so that people can find you, hopefully, to facilitate more sales. Yeah, and, and that's that's really kind of kind of what we're talking about. Is the other thing is branding the, the apparel that you decorate. So uh, you know, I just I've got a, a shirt from Sanmar here. It's a district um, tee, and we we were testing it out for DTE, and we use it for bling things and things like that. And it's got a tearaway tag on the inside. So um, that's perfect because you can put your own label there. So if you're doing yeah. For example, you put your own label there because everybody's going to ask that person, "Hey, where'd you get that?" Mm -hmm. I don't right. remember. Let me look on the back of the T-shirt. Yeah, that, that is, is true. A, yeah, this but, is the purpose of this. So I'd love to hear from Lisa. Kind of, I guess, where? How did you get started in this? Let's talk, talk a little bit about you and your business. You know, pl plug your business, what you do, how you start it, why you start it, things like that. And um, and then let's get into talking a little bit about labels and branding and some of the benefits. Yeah. Okay. Well, I started funny enough, just like probably ninety percent of the people that need labels that aren't a big huge company, because I was making my own items, and I thought I I needed a label because people were buying them, and I wanted to be able to have them be able to find me if they liked the item or if it was. My big example, if it was left on the beach and Justin Bieber found it, would they be able to find you? <laughs> and, and, and the labels were so expensive. The minimums were so high. I was like, I couldn't afford that. I mean, you know, Brittany and, and Madonna weren't buying my, my items. So I continued making them, and I got these cheap printed labels that ended up fading, but it was all I could afford. And then I was wanting to market my items in a little different direction and I needed more labels and I thought well you know I'm going to search again for the label opportunities that are out there and I found again the same thing high minimums nobody was willing to help me it was very challenging and I and I knew nothing about labels right. so then a company emailed me and said we offer woven labels and I'm like okay send me samples because again I had really no idea and they educated me, and the labels were really awesome, and they were really reasonable, and I thought, I think I can sell these. Yeah. And I said to them, you know, I think I can sell these, and they're like, well, how do you want to do it? And I said, just give me the best price, and I'll, I'll do the rest. And that's how it started almost 15 years ago. Wow, that's great. So, so you've been around, so that's clothinglabelsforyou.com has been around for 15 years? Yeah, close to 15 years. Okay. And I've started just, you know, one girl going, okay, I'm going to give people free samples. And everybody's like, what are you doing? You, you know, never give anything away for free. And I said, you know, I'm going to do low minimums. They're like, nobody does that. I said, I'm going to do no setup fees. They're like, oh, my God, that's unheard of. You can't do that. And I'm like, okay, well, just watch me. <laughs> and those were the three things that, were frustrating for me when I was trying to find labels is I had no idea what I, what I was doing, so I don't know what I need really. So the free samples are very helpful. The low minimums are good because even if you're not, you know, Guess or Nike or somebody huge, you can actually get a good quality, you know, uh, label without paying a ton of money. 
And then the setup fees, those are just, I don't even know why people do the setup fees. Those just irritated me in general. So I said, you know what, I'm not even going to charge people any setup fees. And that's how it all kind of came about. Okay. And so just to, just to kind of paint the picture of um, where Mark and I are sitting across my, my antiquated desk, and we've got the label package that Lisa sends out um, in front of us. So um, this is kind of the sample pack, and it's got our business card. And I'm looking just at, at a wide variety of different styles and I don't want to say qualities, but different, definitely different types of labels. So um, do you want to spend a few minutes talking about you yeah. know, what it takes to get set up and well, um, what kind of labels that you offer? We offer everything from just a simple satin printed thermal printed, TPU printed, cotton printed. I mean, we really offer everything. But the, the main sample pack is for the general person that really doesn't have a clue of what is out there and what's going to be best for them. So what we try to do is include a variety of styles. The main three styles would be flat, end folded, or center folded. And then the different fabrics that we offer um, there's four main fabrics, taffeta, satin, semi-damask, and the damask, which we offer the damask as our general, and that is the highest quality, and we don't charge more for it, so they can actually, though, see the difference of the fabrics. And then um, we offer a variety of our thermal printed, which we offer as a cheap, low-minimum, quick turnaround option, which... Some people opt for, and they'll also really work well for the care labels. And then we have in-stock size labels. And then we offer, of course, a variety of hang tags, leather labels, patches, wow. okay. um, zipper pulls. So, so let me ask you something, because I'm ignorant on, on all of this. Let's talk about application methods. So... Um, You've got some that are heat applied and some that are sewn on. Are those are those pretty much my options? Those are pretty much the two options. We do offer a self adhesive, but it's not able to be washed, and it would really be for things that can handle a self adhesive without having an issue. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't even know. I'm trying to think of what we've like a photo album, something that wouldn't get washed that you could put a sticker on. But, okay. yeah, for, for the heat applied, we offer a satin printed, a woven, and then we also offer the transfers. Now, the transfers, um, most of them do require a heat press for application, but we've had people that have tested them with their home iron, and it's worked fine. And those are the three main iron-ons, but... I don't think any of those really are going to be long-term as well as the sew-ons that just so, look so more professional that. and last longer. Sorry, because most of our, all of our customers basically are going to have heat presses, or almost all. So really? I'm looking at at least one of the, this one says feisty on it. It's beautiful. Looks like it's right. heat applied. Um, it's got some texture to it. Looks like it was embroidered. Mm -hmm. Well, no, that's a woven. That's actually a woven iron-on, and that can okay. be applied by a home iron or a press. Now, how long would you, how many washes would you expect something like that to last? Okay, that is a very hard question to answer. 
It depends on the fabric they're putting it on and also how the people wash their items. Right. So what we recommend is that people test them to be sure they're going to work as they need them to because everybody is doing something different. And then, of course, you can't ever control how the end user washes the item with a label on it. So it's yep. a little bit tricky with those. I mean, even when you get high-end stuff at the mall, you know, if you wash it with hot water, the transfer is probably not going to last as long as if you were washing it in cold water, let's say. Yeah, so, so this is a conversation we have with our customers every day. Okay, yeah. You know, we're, you're, 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 you're saying something that everybody listening to this podcast is already probably aware of. If you're okay. in the T-shirt transfer business or if you do any kind of printing or vinyl, you know, how long it lasts depends on what the material is, how well you applied it in the first place, yeah. Um, did you turn it inside out? Are you washing it with jeans or razor blades? Or yeah, you know, I wash everything you, with razor. Blades. I, you know that that explains the jeans. Yeah, yeah it's, it gets that new cool look. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so then you've got a selection of heat applied, and then which are gorgeous, like the one that I was looking at, the damask one you said is is beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, then that was a nice one. The, the others are sewn on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that, you know, typically people will use those for outside branding on a hem tag or a sleeve. A lot of those are becoming more popular these days, and we offer those as a folded, like a wraparound type of a item, and those can be enfolded as well, and that's kind of like the latest and greatest spot for people to use labels to have it stand out while the person is, you know, wearing the shirt versus having the tag in the back of the neck where it's kind of hidden. Oh, okay. So actually, the, like, um, uh, like on the end of your short sleeve shirt, actually, it, I, yeah. it's, it's just on, um, like, near the elbow. Yeah, just on the, you know, just on the hem. That's what they yeah. call it, hem tag. And they yeah. do it on the hem of the, of the, you know, the long part of the hem sticking out. I think that started with the sports having those big, huge tags on the bottom of the tank tops and people said oh we could put a smaller tag on the hem there and get our branding more visible in a, the everyday wear of an item which is kind of nice yeah so yeah. That, that's kind of cool so so like let's say you are a uh, you're a um, I keep going back to bling you're a bling designer and you want to put a tag on the sleeve or on the, on the hem this is a great way to brand something where somebody can just look right down and see your company name. Exactly. And, you know, when when you guys are talking about those tearaway tags, um, some people just would leave that in if they can with the care content size on there. You know, either heat press or transfer their logo in the neck and then do some sort of branding outside piece with a woven sew-on. Or you could really do an iron-on at the hem or the sleeve, but again, I don't know how you know the durability of that would be depending. Well, so so now we're talking about using a couple of different using it for a couple of different applications in different areas. Yeah. So you could use these for custom use instructions as well, or custom care instructions. Um, so, yes, like for could. example, this Sanmar um, Sanmar very important tea. It is 100% cotton. It has some machine wash cold, you know, separately, et cetera, wash instructions and the size. 
but you may have your own custom wash instructions. If you're doing a rhinestone design, you may want to ensure that people turn it inside out you know, before they wash it. Or if it's a DTG, maybe they wash it in cold. So if you want to take that much care of your customers, then you can actually add this with any of these labels. Yes. They're totally all customizable, and we you know, help people try to customize them in the most efficient way so they can get all the details on there without, of course, having a book of, for people to read. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, is challenging. And there's also different label laws for different items, which can be found on the Federal Trade Commission website. Although yeah. if you follow pretty much what the manufacturer has on there and then just add your own, you're typically in good shape. Right. So you could take the label that comes out of this, say, very important tea that we ripped out, and it's got their part number. So right. I could remove that. I don't need that. Yeah. Um, right. It says pre-shrunk and the design and how to wash it, some symbols made in Honduras, tearaway label. I can remove away the tearaway label. It's got the size. Yeah. Um, and then it's got a second label, which is their logo. So at this point in time, I could say, okay, I can take all of this information, rip away the stuff that doesn't matter. I don't have to give their part number. Um, I can add in my part number if I have my own part numbers even. Yes. Um, or I can add in my logo right in that spot. And then I can recreate this label in a way in my own colors yep. yeah. with my own branding on it, still provide all of the necessary information where it's made, the sizing, wash instructions, etc., um, and then it it really legitimizes like who you are. I think. I mean, yeah. it takes it to another level. I think so too. Right. Well, you know, one hand, so, like sometimes people that are just starting, I recommend not reinventing the wheel right at the get go with all that stuff. If there was a separate logo label in there and a separate care content that would apply with the size on there, they could potentially keep that, focus on just their branding at the beginning to get started, and then when they evolve, because things always change in this industry, yeah. whether it's you're doing t-shirts, the next you know somebody sees a beanie or a hoodie or some other thing and you get all wrapped up in that and you start selling those more, you know, then you can be more flexible to adjust to what you need or the logo label that you purchased, whether it's a transfer or a woven, could be used on any item versus if it does have all that information on there, you are limited, which is, that's, you know, a, That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah so you, which uh, you don't want to be limited when you're spending a ton of money on not a lot of labels at the beginning and then you find yourself not being able to use some and then that's not good. I mean, I'd rather have you buy a ton from, from all of us and, and use everything, but that doesn't always work. So we try to help people to say, okay, here's your option. You right. can get them all, you know, with your information customizable. Um, sometimes the minimums are higher when you go that route or stay simple just do your own logo for now, brand everything, and then once you get rid of that smaller quantity that you purchase that's reasonable, then you'll be better educated to know what you want to do going forward and what you need and what sells. Because, you know, just because you have a bunch of mediums, everybody might want to, maybe they run small and everybody's buying extra larges and triple XLs, let's say. So you don't that, even that, sell that, a lot of those. 
that that's really good advice. As a matter of fact, now that I'm looking at these labels, you could leave the sizing and, and the um, point of origin information label on, and then just take yeah. off the um, the Sanmar district brand yeah, label. Exactly. The idea would be that if somebody sees your great shirt and wants to know where you got it, if you look at this label, you're going to Google district made, you know, mm -hmm. or right. very important tea, and you might get other resellers of the Sanmar brand of t-shirts. But if you replace that label with your own, then you're you're well ahead of the game. Right, and then people are going to search for your name, and that's obviously, I would think, most people want to facilitate more sales, so anything that you do and spend money on, you would want to help promote your brand and promote people buying more from you. Yeah, yeah. So you really need to just, so I think there's there's two, two lessons in this so far. You know, one is... Um, Everyone listening should be doing this on one level. And then you've, and the second one is you have to determine what level and, and what's your strategy of your business and where are you. So if you're particularly small and this is going to be your first endeavor into it and you're not sure where to go, then you can purchase a, ver a variety of either, either heat applied or sew-on labels that are strictly branding. Yeah. They're going to say, they're going to say like hot t-shirt shop you know, dot com, you know, or whatever hey, it might shop. be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's it, and you apply those to every garment you go out there, and this way every end user that has one of your garments um, is going to get to see your branding, where yeah. they can go directly to your website and look you up, even if they weren't the person who, say, ordered the T-shirts right. for a small business or for an event. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. If you already have an established business and you know what's being ordered, you know what your niches are, you know who you sell to, yeah. and you want to take it to an, a next level up, then you can reinvent the entire label if you wanted to as well. So you got to pick right. kind of what's yeah. best for your business and think about it. Don't, don't dive in too deep in the beginning. However, if you've got all the data, if all you sell is golf shirts and right. you've sold 7,000 golf shirts in the past three years and you have all the data and your business isn't changing, Yeah. then you can evaluate, well, maybe I really should invest in taking right. these up to a really a whole new level where this is actually becomes my shirt. Right. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, yeah. So that's, let me ask that's something that's that's do, do you, I mean, so, I mean, you, you, have been a small business person. Yep. So I've got customers that, that's in the custom t-shirt business. They do printed tees. Um, they're selling maybe 400 t-shirts a month. That's a do lot. Do you envision them going down and buying a, uh, a sewing machine? And sewing oh, yeah. That's, labels on? that's the other challenge about the sew-ons is who's going to sew them on? Yeah. Um, Sewing them on <clears throat> can be done by yourself with a sewing machine, or there, is, there are retagging companies out there that will also put your design on a shirt, which kind of is a one-stop shop, or you can go to like a dry cleaners if, if you don't have too many, or see, you know, and see what kind of option you have available with them locally, because the challenge is too is that if you're shipping them somewhere, then you're going to be, you know, increasing your cost by shipping yeah. your whole batch somewhere and getting them sewn on. So yeah. that's kind of tricky. Um, 
but it's not that hard to do, but it's kind of a pain in the, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pain in the in the butt to do. So that would be something. Oh, another thing is I tell people they could go to, you know, their local seamstress like Joanne Fabrics or Hobby Lobby maybe in the sewing section and I'm sure they would know people that, you know, could help them sew stuff on. So so you could get start a relationship with somebody else like in a little boutique business. Yeah. That would do I would that say that would you. be a good start. And then if you're getting so many you know, then I would, and you have a staff, then I would say it's probably going to be cheaper to buy a sewing machine and get them, you know, have them in-house sewn on. Yeah. So you just post but up with a lawn chair and the fabric store. <laughs> you just keep waiting for people to come in. So hey, you want to well, pay you know, a few bucks. No, they have, like, <laughs> at Joanne Fabrics, I know, because I used to go there a lot back you when I was sewing. You get the very No, 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 no. There's a section that they have with the sewing machines and stuff. Yeah. So there's going to be people there that are familiar with people taking classes and who's sewing in the area and who might be available. Or you could maybe even look on, I don't know, Craigslist for somebody that sews. Yeah. No, that's... There are stores. And there's often a lot of these, uh, you know, scrap and sew stores and stuff like that. Right. Where you, you go in there, you visit, you make a phone call, and you say, hey, I'm a local apparel business. I'm looking at to put my own labels and all my apparel. I'm doing maybe 250 to 300 a month, and yeah. it, it can probably connect you with somebody. You're right. And they could also, if you wanted to, probably learn how to sew so that you could put them on yourself. You could do right. that, too, yeah. there. But but I think that is that is why you know like we've got uh, some customers that do heat transfers. Mm-hmm. You know that's why that you know they do their own custom labels with their heat transfer system. Well, you know yeah. whatever whatever they're using, if it's digital heat effects or if they're buying them online, then they're actually labeling their own clothes that way. Um, tell us, Lisa, what a what a typical like if I wanted to do one of these. Heat applied labels. Give me, give me an idea of what an order looks like, what it's going to cost me to get going, and and what it's like to do business with you guys in getting labels done. Well, first of all, we would request you know as much information as we can to what they're putting it on, um, what style they're looking to do, if they've tested <clears throat> the samples that we sent them, and what works best, and then we would get the logo and the information that they're needing. And figure out, you know, are they putting sizes on them? Are they needing care content? All those different options. Figure out the size and then get them some pricing. Now, the minimum for any of our iron-on options, whether it would be a transfer or a woven, would be about 150 labels. Sometimes we can do less. If there's sizes on them, then we um, need a minimum of 500 total, and usually it's four to five sizes, so it would be like 125 per or 100 per to get to 500. Uh, or if they obviously if they need more, then that's better because then we can get the price down for them. But it's funny because there's so many different options, and people just want to email me a file and say, okay, here's what I need, how much, and I try to, you know, get questions, I mean, ask questions, and get answers, and it's sometimes very challenging because I don't think people really think about labels too much. No. And 
I try to tell them when I finally get um, you know a chance to speak with people is that you know these aren't cheap, and you want to make sure they're going to work for you. The the biggest pain in the butt is buying something, and you're like all psyched you're going to get them, and then you get them, and it's not whatever the wrong size, it's not what you thought, it isn't working like like you need it to, and we try to take the time to get with people and help them so that we can get them an order that they're going to be happy with and they can keep it moving and, and, and do what they need to do. Because yep. I think that's more important than, oh, is it cheap, quick, and easy? But if it isn't right, then that doesn't, that doesn't even matter at that point. Well, let me, let me um, pin you down a little bit because everybody tries to do that to us. Yeah. Um, is I'm looking at your feisty sample. Okay. Which is one of my two favorites, and it's my, um, it looks like it's a press-on. Um, well, it's a, yeah, it's an iron-on. Those woven iron-ons can be either heat-pressed, which you need to dial everything back because you'll burn it off if you don't with too much pressure and too much heat, or you can use a home iron. Okay. And that one is, I believe, two colors on white, which is a little bit of an off-white because of the influence of the colors, which happens with the wovens. And if you were to buy something similar to that, how many were you needing? Let's say a thousand. We could probably do that for maybe around four hundred and twenty-five dollars plus fifty dollars for the the iron-on part that we apply, and then the shipping and no setup fees. And then the nice thing that we do offer with all of our orders, or I should say most is that we do a sample for the client before we make the entire production run. And we offer to send that to them so that they can be sure that everything is, is good before we make their entire order. And yep. we don't charge anything extra for it. It's just a little bit of extra time. So but that... I, I, I just want to say, Mark and I are sitting here doing the, doing the calculations. I mean, this label is beautiful. This is premium. I mean, what, what we're, and we, I mean, it's great. We'll, we'll post pictures we'll post on, the, picture on the podcast this, page. But oh, this okay. label that we're talking about here is about, I, I, I can't imagine anything higher end looking than no, no, this no. That, that, our, that our customers would put on their apparel. Yeah, this is, this at, is Neiman Marcus. At less than 50 oh. cents a piece, this is pure top of the line premium. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing. When you jump to like 2000 it's typically $100 or a little over $100 more. So that'll get your price point way down. Oh, yeah. okay. Now, if I wanted a full color, like let's say I've got a, you know, a complicated logo, and I wanted to put that on, on a material like this, what does that make a difference in the pricing? Well, typically we like to stay within about six colors max. Okay. And depending on the size, the colors, the size, and the style are typically what are going to be the influencing factors for pricing. So maybe, I mean, maybe four fifty to four seventy-five price range for a thousand. If we were to do a full color, a little bit, you know, bigger label than that one, and then of course the fifty dollar for the iron-on backing. But we try to keep it reasonable. We don't say, oh, $10 for every color because, you know, if you add five more colors, you know, that's another 50 bucks. So we, we, don't, we don't make it that strict. We yeah. try to help people 
and, and work with people on that because, you know, if it just, yeah, I tried doing that and then it sure. pigeonholed me in a corner I didn't want to be in. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah, so that's really good. And um, what is to say, so that's, so, so that's essentially, when we're looking at it, you know, towards the higher end of a heat press design. Um, yeah. It's not that much money, and you can brand every single one. And then if you want to go lesser expensive, um, Lisa already mentioned that they've got, you know, just heat transfer style yeah. designs as well, um, where if you need it, if you needed that. Uh, but when you start breaking down the cost of this and your shirt and your apparel and all that stuff, you're not really breaking you know, you're not breaking your pricing strategy too much by yeah. adding this. No, 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 definitely not. Um, well, also, too, you know, it depends on what type of items you're branding. That'll that'll kind of influence or at least guide you onto what's going to be best. And then I tell people, too, you know, you can always look at what, what's going on in the mall or what other people are doing to say, okay, yeah, I like that. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a good fit for my stuff. And that's a very helpful tool without going crazy ordering a bunch of samples, say, of your logo and trying to figure out what what you're going to do, if that makes sense. Because people yeah. really have no clue what they're, what they're getting into with these labels. I think sometimes when I email them, you know, their eyes roll, their head spins off because they're like, oh, my God, there's so much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. many options. That's, you know, yeah, that's which, is, which is good, but... But, but yeah, it's it's still a lot of options. It's still mm -hmm. a lot of things that you can do. I think yeah. the first decision that you have to make is whether or not you're willing to sew or contract out the sewing. Yes. Um, or if you want to use a heat press. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a big determining factor for our customers anyway. And by the way, Lisa, I can tell you that we're going to order some Coldessi and Coleman and Company labels for the sample T-shirts that we sent out. Yeah, we've got oh, it. Oh, good. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm I'm going to, if it's okay with you guys, I'm going to slightly shift gears a bit because what I'm noticing here as we're talking and I'm looking at all these various samples are there are a multitude of reasons to go over while, you know, labeling. And, um, and I guess I just wanted to get this all into one little snippet for those who are taking notes and writing down. So... Um, what I've written down so far are, you know, reasons to label, um, you know, are your own branding. So you want to put down your own branding on all your garments so every user can see it. Um, you may want to add specific information, so whether it's wash instructions or, or some sizing or where it's made um, or ironing instructions, you know, maybe for heat transfer vinyl, you might want to say, you know, only iron inside out, you know, something to that effect. So these are all standard things. But one thing I noticed that was a little different, one of your labels here says, made exclusive for Trenton Country Club. And I thought this was a really cool idea that if you're making something that's being resold in stores, um, we have customers out there that they resell to restaurants or to yeah. country clubs yeah. or to um, resorts. And if that's a business that, that you're getting into, you know, now you can talk to them about getting their logo 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that a lot. So, you know, you go to, if there's a local resort that you go to and you're making some towels or some T-shirts or caps for them, you know, you could talk to them about, say, hey, you know, we can label, you know, this is made exclusively for you or, you Mm -hmm. know, we can put a specific location or something like that. And and really, it's about classing it up to another level. That's that's worth a couple of three bucks a garment. It's easy. It is. It really is. You know, you if you show up and you're trying to sell with this company and one of them, somebody comes up with just a T-shirt and all it says in the inside is Gildan, you know, yeah. and that's it. And then, and then you show up with your sample and it's got, you know, your logo on the inside and then on the, on the end of the, of, um, the, you hem. Know, the hem or something like that, it actually says made for, you know, yeah. beach resort you know, Orlando, Florida, whatever it would be, um, you know, it really steps up who you are. I mean, and what we talk about all the time, the reason I wanted to bring this up is what we talk about all the time are our customers trying to figure out how they're going to make more money, how they are going to get business over their competition. Yeah, they compete. And all of Mm -hmm. that stuff. And what we talk about all the time is if you can, if you try to just drive yourself to be the cheapest in town because that's the easiest route to get business to say, I'll do it for $2 cheaper, right. then you're just going to be in that. And you're, you're going to be working really hard. You're not going to be making the money you necessarily want. And you're going to be disgruntled constantly. Yes. Um, and, and when you call me up at Coleman & Company, I know who you are. Right. You're very you're very disgruntled, <laughs> right? And then we, we prefer all of our customers to be gruntled. <laughs> to be gruntled. We don't want disgruntled. We want um, gruntled. However, I if you're looking to take your apparel and figure out how can I best my competition, not only through sales and good customer service and providing a good quality garment and a good finished product and delivering what I promise and all the things that we talk about, yeah. But also, you can change the perception of the apparel that's being delivered. Yeah. And you could be very gruntled by this. I looked it up. Not a word. Well, is that, does that kind of go with along with work smarter, not harder? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd say so. If you get a heat applied or a sew-on and you are trying to sell garments, um, to, you know, you're just going out to local. We, we say one of the best things to do is you wear your apparel, you go out, you talk about it. Um, I, I posted on the Facebook group the other day, I made a funny t-shirt, and I went out to, I think it was Walmart and Publix and the pet store. Yeah. And during that trip, three people said, that's a funny shirt, you know, laughed right. at me, pointed, said something. And at that opportunity, I could have said, I do this. Here's my business card. You yeah. know? So we talk about that all the time. But if you're going around and you're bringing around product and you're trying to get some local small businesses or dance schools or, or local organizations and you show up with a T-shirt or a polo shirt or a cap and you show them, let me show you the quality that I do. Right. And then they pick up the shirt and one of the things they see matches the logo on your shirt and yeah. matches your business card. I mean, honestly, how much cooler are you? Yeah, yeah. Than I think that's very impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. Right? I, I, I mean, how would you like every customer that you've ever sold a shirt to to have your website stapled to the back of their neck? 
Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Having a website heat pressed. Literally, literally stapled to literally the back of my neck. Because that's, yeah, you, that's hardcore. You have a tattoo. Do not. Well, do, I, that's the smartest way to do it. That's why people, sometimes I, when people, you know, oh, yeah, I want to get hang tags instead of labels, let's say. I say, okay, well, what do people do with hang tags when they buy their items? You don't see people walking around with their hang tags on their their items, the paper hang tags I'm talking about. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, I so said people throw them away. Or maybe they might keep them in a drawer or something if they like your your item, but that's not going to help somebody, you know, walking around and somebody says, oh, I like that shirt. Oh, that's really cool. Where did you get that? Yeah. And they're not going to have any information on you. Right. So, it is but I completely important. forgot about the the idea of that you that you offer hang tags as well. Mm-hmm. So you and, said and, something earlier about like a, a variety, like leather hang tags, paper, etc. Yeah. Well, we offer leather labels, leather hang tags, not so much, only because the back wouldn't be finished. But we offer um, fabric hang tags, paper hang tags, recycled. Um, die cut, strings and pins, grommets, layers, vellum. Okay. I'm um, trying to think of uh, probably other stuff I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, so there's a wide variety of those options that you can enhance your branding as well, depending yeah. on, you know, if you're, you're in boutiques and you're trying to compete with other items in the boutique or um, definitely on any kind of retail situation situation, um, those hang tags are required for their inventory purposes so people, you know, the, the store owners can put their sticker on there and keep track yeah. of what they're doing. Yeah. Never even thought of that. Yeah, that so if you're, if you're selling to a, um, if you're selling to a retail store for resale, you know, right. um, I had a friend of mine who was selling to um, individual Hallmark stores, had a cool okay. t-shirt idea, um, and it was like a charitable thing, blah, blah, blah. But one of the things that he did have to do was he had to have a separate tag where the Hallmark stores could affix their certain things that they needed to have right. for their um, their corporate standards and branding. Yeah. So yeah. it's something to consider that, that you, you want to have a resource of where to go to get this stuff, for one. Somebody educated to talk to about it so you can chat about am I doing it the right way? What can you give me some advice? Yeah. Is this going to last? Um, and then there's there's also you know back to a little bit of, what, of all we've been talking about with the branding and such that you know why is it that that um, you know they say don't to judge a book by its cover. However, books with cool covers get picked <laughs> they up sell more. more yeah, yeah, they and get they more luck and because they're really not talking about books. <laughs> yes, exactly. they're not talking about books. And and it's also um, you know you go to the grocery store and you pick up things that look interesting. I'm like and there's there's times and especially being in marketing and I'm just like I'm buying these chips because the bag's cool right. Yeah, now. and I've said that. I've said I'm like yeah. I'm, I'm in marketing and I appreciate this so much. I'm trying. I'm to writing somebody a check. Yeah. So you know part of that is, but it costs them more money to do that. Why wouldn't right. they just put it in a clear bag with a sticker on the front? Because it matters. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Um, so if you end up doing a hang, if you're doing a, things for an event, you know, there's a big event that you're in charge of doing T-shirts for and you're doing 500 shirts for this event and 200 caps. It, so it's an, it would be an investment to, to make a hang tag for everybody that said 
this is the event, this is the date, this is who made it. On the back, you put a message um, on right. why this event is great and why I support it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? That's an investment. It's going to cost you whatever it costs you to make per garment that you wouldn't have had to pay for. But there's a reason why brands that have been successful enough to make it to a grocery store do this yeah. and have successful enough to make it into a Hot Topic or a Hallmark and all this stuff do, right. do that. There's right. a reason. Um, well, so there's, consider there's that. a lot of people out there trying to do what everybody's doing. So to make yourself stand out like that puts you you know, above everybody else, and that's what you want because otherwise you're just going to be one of many versus mm -hmm. the one that stands out that did the extra, had the hang tags, made it look nice, impressed people, like you said, with the marketing. Yeah. Very important. And you and you you get to charge more for that. You right. you it have should, a higher yeah. value for that. You're right. The value added, yes. Yeah. And it's yeah, funny you, and, because when you think about shirts and the 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 branding, kind of like I guess chips in a bag. But you know, a, a, the average person probably doesn't really think anything about the labels and about the the hang tags. But it does have an overall impression when you're out shopping versus the other one. If this one looks more professional, you're probably going to gravitate toward that. Yeah. There's assumptions you make. Yeah. Right. So when, when you see a nice hang tag and a nice label and nice packaging, you assume a, you assume a few things. Um, that they care about their product and how they look. They care about um, you know how it's displayed to their customer. They care about their image. And in turn, they probably care about making good product, too. You know, and that's mm -hmm. an assumption you make. And this goes through with if you're interviewing people for a job, if they look nice and their hair is brushed, you right. probably have some assumptions that they probably care they about care their work, too. Right. With dating, you know, right. if you get into somebody's car <laughs> and there's garbage all over the floor, well, that's going to be an assumption on how they're going to treat you in their relationship. Because right. they didn't even care to clean their car right. when you get when you went in for a date. So these are all, it's it's true of everything in life. Yeah. And and the labels is just one specific thing um, that shows that you care about your apparel. You care about how yeah. your customers think about it. And yeah, yeah, you get to charge more for that. Just yeah. like you can charge more for a date if you have a clean car. <laughs> hey, we don't want to go into your weekend. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. You could charge more for a date yeah, if you have a what? Don't, don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> um, so, and one thing that, that I just want to <clears throat> bring up is I, I have some uh, great shirts at home that I really like. Yeah. That I have no idea where I got them mm. or, you know, what the brand is. Or maybe the brand is there but not the, not the name of the line. Or, you know, there, there's information there where I want to get five more of these. Mm. So what do you do? I don't know how to do that. Well, you look first in the shirt for the tag, yep. right? And then you try to find the, the people that, that make that shirt. And funny enough, I had that happen to me. Me, believe it or not, the label okay. lady, right? And it was a na it was a name. There was a name. They had their own label in it. I didn't. We didn't do them. But so I emailed them and I said, "Hey, I got this shirt here. It had your label in it. I really like the feel 
of the shirt, so I was wondering what brand it was. And I never heard back. And I emailed yeah. them numerous times. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. They lost a sale. Yeah. So um, I, I love all this. And you know what really amazes me about the whole thing is we're on episode 56, mm -hmm. and this stuff is still really useful. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this is something that, that people listening to this right now that are in the business, I know there are a few poor souls out there that have actually listened to all of the podcasts. Okay, that's um, a little scary. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> just, just a little. I'm kidding. I talked to one the other day on the phone. He seemed perfectly normal. I talked to someone on the other phone on the on the other phone the other day. Yeah, so it was the same. It was it the same wasn't. person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we do have to be, and and yet I feel like they could listen to this episode and hear what Lisa had to say and hear us describe what we're looking at, and uh, and really it could improve their business. They could be. They could make more money. They could have a better business because yeah. of it. And, the, and the best thing about what we do is that we offer to send people free samples. All they need to do is go on the website and either fill out the information or they can email me directly, Lisa, at Clothing Labels, the number four, the letter U, dot com, with their address and any special samples that they may be needing because if not, we'll, we'll just send them a, a, a standard pack. But, yeah, that's that's very helpful for people that are just starting out or maybe they've been doing something already and they're not quite happy with the company or they're not happy with the quality, we would definitely um, be able to help them in that area. And we also offer free assistance as well. Yeah, and I think just just getting on the phone um, or, or exchanging emails with somebody with a clue, <laughs> you know, that, that yeah. really knows this business. I mean, 15 years of experience just spent on this, that's that's worth a lot. Yeah. So um, and that's and we'll put a link to the website on the uh, on the podcast, but that's clothing labels the number four the letter u dot com. Yep. Um, and uh, and I've learned a lot, and you're going to see cold se labels in the back of our sample shirts um, sometime in the near future. Yeah, and, and I was going to say I think if you go to uh, again clothing labels the number four the letter u labels with an s. Labels yeah. with an S, clothing labels with an S, the number four, the letter U.com. I think if you go to clothinglabelsforyou.com, you are, again, putting yourself on a track to be able to make more money. Yeah, love that. All right, Lisa, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, thank you, guys, for having me. This, this has been fun and interesting. Cool. So we're going to send you a link to this podcast uh, when it's up so you can share it with your friends and family. That would be wonderful. You guys have a wonderful day, and you let me know when you're ready for those labels, and uh, we'll get them going for you. You got awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you. All right. This okay, has I'll been uh, Mark Stevenson from Coldessie and Mark Vila from Coleman and & Company. And you guys, um, you guys have a good business.